You're listening to In My Father's House with our pastor and teacher, Mike Fenizio, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in New York City, New York. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. In my Father's house, where I long to be, oh, my heart will not be troubled. I remember what you said. Love has to be our motivation for serving God. Listen, if you serve Him for any other reason than simply loving Him, I guarantee you, you're not going to make it. You might serve Him for a while. If your relationship with God isn't based on love and all of the things that God asks of us in His Word, if your relationship with Him is not based upon love. You're not going to make it. You'll do it for a while. Serving God for any other reason other than love will fail. You shouldn't work to advance the kingdom of God because it's the right thing or because it will get you into heaven. These are self-serving reasons to give. As Pastor Mike shares in today's study, contributing out of gratitude and thanksgiving for all the Lord has blessed you with will be everlasting. Love is the basis for all successful relationships. When was the last time you worked on your relationship with the Lord? Now here's Pastor Mike in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 as he continues his message, Redeeming the Time. I remember what you said, you Take your eyes off of the Lord, be single-minded and determined. So those are just some of the ways that we can cultivate our walk and our relationship with the Lord. What was it? Being led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, be men and women of the Word, and be men and women of prayer. Now, the other way we can use our time wisely, remember the title of this message, Redeeming the Time, or using our time wisely. This is the second thing that I want to draw your attention to, is in our using fully every opportunity to reach and influence others for God's kingdom. So again, if I was putting together a list, this would be number two in that list, in priority. That is to reach a hopeless, hurting world. Now, what's the method in all of this? Oh, man. Here he goes again. Pastor's going to lay this trip on me. You know, evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. Oh, boy. Listen, what's the method? What's the secret to success in this particular area of endeavor? And it's simply plugging in to God's program. Just finding out what God's program is and then plugging into it. And you've often heard me use the term supernaturally natural, right? That's what I'm talking about. 
You know, I got to tell you something. I, I, I'm not big on, you know, these programs, these church programs for evangelism. Like, for example, and I'm not putting them down. Don't misunderstand. I believe that there are places for this. But the, let's say, like, for example, Operation Andrew, which was a biggie, particularly with the Billy Graham organization. And you know how I feel about the, the Graham organization. I, I think the world of them. But years ago, they, they launched this thing called Operation Andrew. It was based on what was recorded in the first couple of chapters in the Gospel of John. Remember, Andrew was so excited about uh, his relationship with the Lord that he went and he found his, his brother Philip and brought him to the Lord, and, and that, thus that's, the, that's Operation Andrew. And I understand that. It, it, it becomes sort of a, a tool to get you thinking about evangelism. But i got to tell you something. What I, I like more is like, you know, you get excited about your walk in your relationship with the Lord. You're exhorted to do that, you know, to share your faith with other people, you know, to be bold in your witness, uh, rather than, you know, lock into some kind of a program, and just wherever you go. As the Spirit leads, supernaturally natural, as God opens up a door, you step through it, and then God has provided a platform for you to share your faith with that person. It could be at your place of employment, on your lunch hour, standing around the water cooler, if you happen to have a water cooler, or, you know, at your cafeteria, at the school that you attend. You know, and just be bold. You know, uh, as the Spirit is leading and you feel the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you just walk, you know, I, I just feel as if, you know, God wanted me to share something with you. And that something is, there's a God in heaven who loves you. You know, just, I mean, just, and just in a natural way. You know, you don't have to go through the four spiritual laws, you know, have your track and all be prepared and that whole thing. And just be supernaturally natural. Just, you know, be led by the Lord, the promptings of God's Holy Spirit. So, I, listen, I'm not against programs. I, I think you're going to be more effective when, it, when it's just happening a lot more naturally. You know what I'm talking about? And I think every one of us can do this. It's a lot easier to do it that way than it is, you know, to, like, jump on the bandwagon of some kind of an evangelistic program. It's, it's so much easier it's so much more relaxed and natural, if you will, because God's going to put together these divine setups, right? It can happen at the grocery store. You can be around uh, the produce section, and you could have a head of lettuce in your hand, and you can use that and say, let us bow our heads and pray. <laughs> oh, that was a stupid joke. But again, supernaturally Natural. Let me give you a cross-reference. Matthew's Gospel in chapter 5 and verse 16. Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So just live your Christian life. Live it openly. Live it boldly. And thus the result of which will be drawing attention to your Father who is in heaven. It's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about drawing people into this church, right? The people that will be enticed by the way that you live your life, they'll begin to think, you know what? There's something about this Christianity. There's something about the God that this guy knows and walking with and, and has been telling me about. Our, their attention will be drawn unto your father. 
And understand this, sharing the gospel is getting involved and invested in other people's lives. That's what it's going to take. It's not just going to happen. you got to make that investment. you got to be there to help other people. Helping, healing, entering into the feelings of others. You know, and, and you can, God will set these things up for you. You'll know. You'll be able to identify. God will put you in a, in a position where you're around the water cooler at a certain time during the day at your place of employment, and someone in your office is telling another person about some tragedy, something that's going on in their lives, and you're just kind of, you know, you're listening in, and you're not a part of the conversation. But when the timing is right, you'll walk up to that person. You won't have any reservations in doing this. It'll it'll feel very comfortable and relaxed, and you'll say, you know, I'm sorry, I wasn't eavesdropping, but, you know, I'm just using this as an example, but I heard what you said to, you know, Joe or Mary at the water cool. I happened to be there. And uh, my, I offer a solution to your problem. And that may lend itself to you getting involved in their lives, helping some physical kind of help or whatever, or just offering them, you know, the grace of God or whatever. Or just saying, to them, hey, listen, you know, let me pray for you. Because prayer does change things. And it'll just open the door to do that. And it's just so natural. That's the way that we should be doing our evangelism, right? And so God will set up all of these divine setups. That is, if you're willing, God will open the door. But listen, let me tell you something. If you commit yourself each day to be used by God in this kind of fashion, be prepared to be busy. Because there's a lot of people that have a lot of needs, believe me. But you'll be wonderfully blessed. Because God then now has a vessel, a conduit through which he can work and move. And you'll do things now that you've never done before. You'll open your mouth and God will speak to you. It'll blow you away. Sometimes I'm amazed at some of the things that come out of my mouth. I'm thinking to myself, wow, where did, what? You know, man, where did that come from? You know, I'm recalling verses of Scripture that apply to this guy's particular situation and problem. It's just, like, amazing. I've become a conduit through which God is working. God uses my hands to help, my heart to love, my mouth to speak forth his word. It's it's an amazing, amazing experience. You'll be wonderfully blessed. It is an exciting, great cure-all for our daily humdrums. You know, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 kind of a thing. The colorless lives that we live. You know, every day it's the same thing. We get up, the alarm clock goes off. We shut off the alarm clock. We walk into the bathroom. We brush our teeth. We get ready. We get washed. We get out the door. We get on public transportation. We go to work. Uh, we, we put in the 8, 9, 10 hours. We leave work. We get back on public transportation. We go home. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. And we think, you know, is life really worth living? Hey, listen, start your day. Commit it to being used of God. And you can be sure God will use you. It's the great cure-all for the humdrums of life. He'll take that colorless life and color it. If you're willing to be used by him. He'll work through you. You'll experience him in a completely new and exciting way. 
And so simply, what do we need to do? Ask God for hearts that hurt for the lost. Okay, so there's my list. Now, I'm sure you guys are a lot smarter than I am, so you, I'm sure that you could have added you know, a lot of other things to this list, that is, how to go on to maturity, other than these two. But now, our third point, our final point that I want to address, and that is, what's the motivation for all of this? What's the motivation for wanting to cultivate my walk and my relationship with the Lord? And what's my motivation for like getting out there, putting myself out there, and, and sharing the gospel with other, with other people? So let's talk about our motivation for giving our all to the Lord. And the key verse that I want to use here is found in 2 Thessalonians in chapter 3 in verse 5. And of all of the translations, I would rather use the King James version or translation from this verse, which reads, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. I like that translation. Of all of the translations, the New King James is a little bit different. Many of the other revised versions are a little bit different. I like the King Jimmy version uh, better than them all. Let me, let me share it with you again. This is the motivation. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Okay, so what's the point? Love has to be our motivation for serving God. Listen, if you serve Him for any other reason than simply loving Him, I guarantee you, you're not going to make it. You might serve Him for a while. If your relationship with God isn't based on love and all of the things that God asks of us in His Word, if your relationship with Him is not based upon love, you're not going to make it. You'll do it for a while, right? You'll do it for a while, but I can guarantee you, you won't do it forever, right? It has to be motivated by love. I mean, think about it. Love is the basis of all successful relationships. Like, for example, the marriage relationship. I don't do the things that I do for my wife, my children, and my grandchildren out of a sense of duty. If I did, I would only do it for a season, right? It's important that we develop a love relationship with our Lord. And let me tell you something. Cultivating this relationship, a love relationship with the Lord, is pretty easy stuff. When you think about it, it's pretty easy. You know, let me also mention something. I found, I'll use myself as an example, okay? I'm not suggesting that this would describe any of you. But when I was a single person, I was very self-centered. Everything revolved around me, right? Now, you know, the whole world was created to meet my needs. Every person in the world. It was all about me. I was a very self-centered person. And it has been suggested that some single people are like that. And so the great cure-all for self-centeredness which seems to be a part of singleness. Now, don't get mad at me, okay? The great cure-all is marriage, having a husband or a wife, but particularly having a family and children. 
boy, I tell you something, that'll cause you to snap right out of your self-centeredness real quick. I'm talking about real quick because of your love for your kids. I, you know, I, I love my kids probably more than anything. And uh, uh, probably it's right up there with my love for God, to be honest with you. I'm working on it. I'm hoping that one day I'll love the Lord as much as I love my children. I'm, being, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, I, it's not, I love the Lord, but boy, do I love my kids. I would do anything for my kids, honestly, right? And uh, because you love them, right? And, and, and that's the kind of a relationship that we must have, that we must cultivate with the Lord. I would do absolutely anything for my kids. Always put my kids first. Always put my wife first. Why? It's, it's so easy to do because I love them. It's, a, it's, ama- it's amazing the transformation I went through after I got married and began to raise a family, having five kids. I mean, it just really uh, transformed me in really some great ways. But, um, but you know what? In our relationship with God, it's not a hard thing to go through. That is to cultivate this love relationship with him. Let me give you a couple of cross-references. Uh, for example, in uh, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, it says, we love him because what? Because he first loved us. Because he first loved us. You know, think about, uh, for those of you who are married or are engaged or who are dating and you you've, are involved in, in a relationship that's based upon love, that love was the motivation, right, for you giving yourself to that relationship. Because love begets love, if I can use that expression. Is that a correct word? Beget, begot, whatever. And, uh, you know, the love that another person shows you and demonstrates towards you sort of like kind of wears you down where you surrender and then in turn you begin to love them. So isn't that what... The Bible tells us here in that text of Scripture, John says, we love him because he first loved us. We begin to understand the love of God. We begin to understand the tremendous price that was paid, that we might have fellowship with God, that our lives might be full, rich, and blessed. And and when we begin to understand and comprehend that love, it's like any relationship. You know, someone zeroed in on us and wanted to develop a relationship with us. So they went out of their way to, to show their concern, their love. And, they, and after a while, it's sort of like they got your attention now. If I can use the word, she wore you down. And now in turn, you see the benefit of having that relationship. And now all of a sudden, you begin to love them. Isn't that the way relationships work? Am I wrong? No, I don't think so, right? And it's so easy to cultivate a love relationship with God because he is the initiator. The Bible tells us we love him because he first loved us. You know, in the book of Jude, it's only one chapter long, in verse 21, it's one of the key verses in that book. We are exhorted there, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of Jesus Christ, our Lord, unto eternal life. So just keep yourself in the love of God and the mercy of God. God wants to just pour out his love. He wants to pour out his mercy. Hey, I can get behind that. Mama didn't raise no fool. 
I want love. I want mercy. I want provision. And that's the business that God is in. Isn't that an amazing thing? So it's really not hard to cultivate this love. That's our motivation, right? It's pretty easy. Now, some people in their relationship with the Lord say, and this is the thing that keeps them in that relationship, hey, listen, I couldn't leave the Lord because I couldn't handle the embarrassment or the pressure of running into other Christians who ask me, you know, I haven't seen you, Mike, in a while at church, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be so embarrassed. I wouldn't know what to, to say. So this is what I'm going to do. I'll just keep this token relationship that I have with God and just do what I want to do anyway. And unfortunately, there are some people who have taken the name of Christ. I'm not even going to claim that they are true Christians, but they call themselves Christians, right? And they just simply have this token relationship with God, and they just go on and they do their own thing anyway. Listen, the only motive for getting closer to God, studying the Word, sharing with others, and prayer is because we love God. Let me ask you a question. Think about this. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone that you didn't want to talk to? Have you ever got cornered, you know, and all of a sudden someone that you really kind of had some problems with, and your back is up against the wall, and they got you exactly where they want you, and they're going on and on, and you really don't want to have this conversation with them. I'm just being honest. To pastor, a pastor doesn't want to have a conversation with someone? Yeah, sorry. Hey, listen, it happens. So the conversation has to be based on, hey, this is really, I like this, I love this person, I'm interested in this person. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Here's the key verse. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, making ready for his return. Gang, redeem the time. You know, for some of us, it may be time to simply adjust our priorities. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time that you had some great personal devotional time in the Word? You know, where you just received a revelation from God. When the words that you were reading in your own personal devotional time leaped off the page and hit you like a ton of bricks. You had like a wow moment kind of a deal, right? You had a revelation of God. When was the last time that that happened? How many of us even have a devotional, regular devotional time daily in the Word? Or let me ask you this question. When was the last time that you walked up to someone and shared the gospel? told them that Jesus loved them. Now, I'm not trying to lay a, you know, some kind of a trip on your head or anything. There's no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus, but I think that these are significant questions. Listen, these are the things that are most important to God. And if they're most important to God, I think that they also should be most important to us as well. In my Father's house there's a place for me in my Father's house, where I long to be, oh my heart. That's all we have time for on this edition of In My Father's House. Thanks for joining us. Did you know that you can listen to Pastor Mike's teachings on your favorite podcast app? Just search for In My Father's House. Be sure to subscribe and let us know you're a listener in the comments. 
If you don't have a church that you call home, we'd love for you to join us for worship this Sunday at Harvest Christian Fellowship. You can find all the information you need at harvestnyc.org. While you're there, you can reserve your seat by clicking on Contact and then the Register link. We're located in Midtown Manhattan, and there's easy access from Port Authority on 42nd and Penn Station on 34th. If you're not in the area, or if you're unable to attend in person, we'd still like to have you be a part of our time studying God's Word. We're live-streaming our services each week, and you can connect on our website. Again, that's harvestnyc.org. If you'd like to hear today's message again or to catch previous Sunday messages, click on the Resources tab. You can also watch services through our Vimeo link or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Links to all of these are available at our website. One more time, that's harvestnyc.org. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to remind you just how much your Heavenly Father loves you. We also want you to know how grateful we are to have you as a part of our listening audience. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to our continuing study of Ephesians next time, right here on In My Father's House. Where I long to be, oh my heart, not be troubled. I remember what you said.